Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with Beth. She is the creator of Days with Gray that provides manageable activities for preschoolers that help prepare for kindergarten. So today, guys, we are talking with Beth and she's going to walk us through something she has created called Breakfast Invitations. And me and the girls have been doing this a little bit sporadically the last couple of weeks, but it's really the days that we have done it have been a great transition from waking up to an activity of some kind and not diving right into TV. So I would encourage you to listen through today's episode. She has got some awesome information that she's going to share with us, as well as some strategies on how to break routines and things in our life with our kids that aren't working. So definitely listen out for that. And let's get to today's interview. Hey, Beth, I'm so excited to have you. How are you? Hey, Katie, how are you? I'm doing good. We have got our kids napping, don't we? Or at least hopefully we sleeping. do. I well, one out of three are napping. Yep. The other two yep. are self-entertaining themselves right now. I love it. I love it. One of mine is sleeping and probably going to be awake soon. So yes. I love that we kind of have these pockets of time to um, just get stuff done and grow our businesses and our brands. And I love that we have you here today. So if you wouldn't mind, take a few moments and share with everybody a little bit more about you. They've heard your bio. They've heard a bit about you, but just kind of give us a little bit more of Beth. Yeah, well, I'm Beth from Days of Gray, and I started about two years ago um, helping parents with simple, quick activities that they can do with their children at home uh, to help kind of boost their confidence, getting ready for kindergarten, and then also kind of giving parents the language to use. So when they sit down at those conferences and the teacher says something like sorting and classifying, all of a sudden the mom brain goes off too, and they know that, oh, I remember this. We talked about this, and we've we've been exposed. So it's kind of to help the parent and the child. I love it. You know, um, one-on-one correspondence was one of those first words I heard in parent-teacher interactions where I was like, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Pinterest thankfully has has little help and and just uh, just things like that, that the non-teacher person has no idea what it means, you know? That's true. That's true. And the Common Core helps us with all of that because you can Google it and they are themes that run throughout the nation. So it really is helpful for parents and teachers as well. Yeah. Well, I want to hear kind of the story of how you started Days with Gray. Take me back to those early days and what it looked like and how you kind of stumbled into or did you stumble into this experience? Yeah. So um, really the very, very beginning was that I told my husband if he purchased me a Mac, um, I would find a way to use it. And um, so I always wanted to blog and I always thought when I was an educator and I would read books, um, they were so brilliant and they were so clever and they were things that I was pretty much implementing, but just haven't put it down on paper. And so when I got the opportunity to actually utilize my brain and put some things down, um, it was just a way for me to share with parents some things that I know and pass along to um, different families. So 
in the early days, I actually, it was a little bit hard for me to dive right into preschool activities because there is, um, it's just, I didn't want it to seem like all I do is work with my kids all day. And as I developed as a blogger, I really realized that that is my niche. Like I know education and I know preschoolers. And so the more I heard from my followers and my fans, it continued motivating me to realize, you know what, this is what you know, you need to share it because people are really appreciating it. So um, what's interesting is I would maybe get a sitter for an hour or two, or my husband would watch and I'd say, you know what, I have to go work. And I'd go work at Starbucks. And for a while, sometimes I'd pause and I'd be like, well, what, what am I, what is this work that I'm doing? You know, that you don't see much return when you start. And um, something in my heart just kept, kept me going and told me to keep, keep doing it. And I'm at a really good place right now where I'm starting to see some return. And I'm also seeing families um, bond more and be happy. And so that's really helped me keep going. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love just, I can so relate. And I know a lot of other moms listening to this can relate to the whole, we've escaped to Starbucks to do, to write something or to do something. And it's not like we, I think you and I talked about somewhere. It's not like we even need to go to the mall or like go have mom time that way. It's, 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 we just, I just want time to go get what's in my brain out on paper. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, is we're a one income family, so I can get a break, but I didn't really have the money to go shopping or to always go get my nails done or so this was just a way that I can get that break and I wasn't spending anything. Yeah. And the other thing that stuck out to me there when you were talking was that you kind of hesitated sharing about activities with your kids because you didn't want people to think you were on the floor playing all day with your kids. Right. In a way. Yeah. Um, so how did you how did you kind of get through that? Because it's almost like a mindset issue, right? Because I know a lot of moms deal with that, where we don't want to share life on Instagram because maybe we don't want to appear perfect because our yeah. life isn't perfect, you know. So how do we kind of get through that mindset? Yeah, I think that that was the biggest growth that I've had with this is realizing um, number one, you just have to be who you are because eventually your your strengths shine through, and um, so I I think that the more I heard from other people that things were working and I get DMs and messages like you've changed our morning. Um, I just checked a message before I came on with you and it was saying how yesterday was a really hard day and she just quickly looked at something that she saw and it's changed, transformed their whole afternoon. So um, I think the more I hear from people that it's working, the more I realize, you know what, this, this might be what I know and what I can share with everyone. And I just need to be confident and go, go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something I I share with my clients a lot is that sometimes we just have to take action, action forward somehow, you know, whether it's writing that post, doing that live video, sharing that content, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be perfect. We don't have to have it all figured out, but I think along the way, we're going to start to see and, and hear how our audience needs us to evolve. Yeah. And we thrive from it. I'm thriving on it. Um, just, as far as coming up with ideas and connecting with other moms, I think that uh, another theme that I've heard is that motherhood can kind of be lonely. And, you know, when you connect with people on Instagram and social media, um, it's just good to know that someone else is in the, in the same boat and doing the same things and feeling the same way. So it's, it's just been a really nice connection. I love it. I love it. Well, share with me how you kind of balance the, the back and forth, the juggle. I wouldn't even say balance is even 
the word we're going to use. We're going to call it a juggle. How do you juggle between motherhood and business? Right. So um, I'd say the biggest thing is that it's always changing. So when, when I used to have a really good rhythm, when I had two out of three napping, I could work during nap time and then I could work in the uh, evening. And now I've kind of shifted to two not napping and one maybe napping. And so, um, you know, the biggest thing is just going with the schedule and, and, and when you hold it all inside that you have to get something done at a certain time that sometimes makes it worse. So I think the biggest balance is, is writing things down, knowing what you have to do. And then just once they go to bed, you just, you just crank it out and you get to work. Um, and are those, those things that you're doing, those activities, are they, are you very like strategic around what they are or how do you kind of guard your productivity that way? that make sense? Like, how do I plan the activities? Yeah. So what, what is like your activities that you do when you work? Well, um, well, the activities are the, the reason why they work so well with my blog is because I'm blogging about actually what I'm doing. So I can do the activities with the boys. And then when I sit down, I know, okay, you need to edit a photo, you need to upload and you need to link it to the standards. You need to tell parents why that this is important. You know, yeah. why are they cutting? And why are they, um, what, what about this fine motor? Why is sensory important? So um, typically the, um, the action itself is pretty simple because we have all day to do everything. So we can do it during the day. And when I sit down, that's when I'm going to edit photos and upload it to the blog. And then there are so many other avenues with social media that um, I, I believe I keep up with Instagram throughout the day. And that really helps. So when I sit down, I don't have, you know, 50 DMs to go through. I can, I kind of keep up with them during the day. Um, so how do you kind of keep the joy with your kids? Since, since your blog is about your activities with your kids, how do you keep it from not being, yeah, you know, a struggle? A you task, know, right? A task, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that I like. I'm an active person. And so I think that things that help me with, with enjoying my boys is just leaving the house. And so typically every day we leave the house from about 11 to three and we go and and sometimes we walk all morning. So leaving the house and then knowing when we come back, that's when they're either independently playing or we're going to work on this activity that is also independently playing. Um, I think that that's really important to know when you leave and, and leave the same time every day. I also think it's helpful to do the activity the same time every day. So children, they love routine. And so yeah. it's really helpful for them to know, you know, when you come down in the morning, here's your activity. And when you, when the baby wakes up, that's when we all pile in the car and, and head out. So I think by keeping a routine helps me enjoy motherhood more. The days that I'm thrown off um, are the days that are a little less enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. So tell me about like your number one favorite routine that yeah. you help every mom kind of, you want to help every mom implement in their mornings. I want to well, hear more about that. So I was, um, I had Grayson and Hayes, they're a year and a half apart. And when I had two children at home, I now have three boys, but when I had two, one struggle that I realized is with motherhood, you wake up and you're on. There is no wake up time. And then we would head for breakfast and everyone needed something at the same time. And so to kind of eliminate some of that, you have two options. You have television or you have an activity. And so I started these activities called breakfast invitations that take about five minutes to set up. And so when my boys come down for breakfast, they immediately um, are thinking and creating 
with these setups as I get to cook breakfast and drink my tea and prepare for the day. And that has really helped set the tone for the day. I noticed when we watch television in the morning, um, it was difficult to turn it off. And then they kind of forgot how to play afterwards. And with these setups, one thing I realized is that they basically take the tool from the setup and then they expand on it in their learning throughout the day when they're playing on their own. Yeah, I love it. So I love that they're like so simple and five minute setups. Uh, That's my favorite part about it. Yeah, because who has more than that, right? You know, I I mean, and I love, okay, guys listening to this, go follow her on Instagram, Days with Gray with an E. Um, because she'll set these up for you live every night, most nights, right, Beth? Yeah, yeah. I try to give give you lots of options. And it's so realistic because sometimes, some nights she has her wine there. And it's like, <laughs> I can relate to this girl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So for those listening who might be, um, let's see, aspiring Pinterest moms who don't quite have the knowledge that you do, um, this is totally me, but take me through just like what an activity what activity options it could be? Sure. So um, you always need a white paper roll. That's that's my lifeline to breakfast invitations. So we just roll out the white paper roll and we tape the four corners and you always have probably markers are always what you have. And um, sometimes you just walk around your house and so you might have stickers. Sticker match is a really popular one. So you just look at that Christmas sheet of stickers that's still in your drawer in July and you um, put one set to the left and one set to the right. And so when they come down in the morning, they're just matching left to right. And that helps with paying attention to detail. It also helps when you read and write. You actually read and write from the left to the right. So it's it's all these pre-skills that are actually happening that they don't even know it and it just prepares them for higher level thinking down the road. And what I love about what you're saying is that we don't have to run and put a bunch of stuff no. in our Amazon cart or no. go to Hobby Lobby or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That probably have most of this at home. That's right. And even, even when I set up these lives on Instagram, um, I try to give a couple different variations. So if I'm setting it up with Legos, I want parents to know, you know what? You can use Legos. You can use pom-poms. You can use sticker dot stickers. You can use... Um, paper clips, you know, just kind of letting them think, okay, wait, what do I have? I'm going to go get it. Post-it notes, you know, just things you might already have. Yeah. And I love how you explain like kind of um, like what the whole thing is about, because if you realize that it's about one-to-one correspondence, you can go grab your bears or your Legos. It doesn't matter like that's right. What thing we're talking about. Yeah. And I think it's also important to give parents a couple of different prompts, right? So as you're cooking breakfast and the whole, the whole key is that you're involved, but you're not letting them know you're involved, right? So as you're preparing your, um, pancakes or whatever your bowl cereal, whatever you're doing, you can, you know, kind of call over your shoulder and be like, Oh, I noticed that both of the bears are red and there's a red line on your paper. I wonder how you can get those to match. And then they think they've come up with it and you're not sitting there forcing them to complete a task because children and adults, we like to do things on our own terms, right? And so this lets them have some uh, independence with their learning as well, which is really important. Hey guys, have you grabbed your 1K roadmap yet? This is the guide on how to start and monetize your expertise online while your kids are napping or in the morning before they wake up. You can monetize your brilliance and this roadmap will show you how. Head on over to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash roadmap. 
So when you first started this with your boys, did they take right to it without your instruction or was it like a little bit of um, them kind of, I don't know. I'm thinking of my girls. I just started this this past week. Yeah. Kind of sporadically. And Lizzie, my older one, wants me to sit there and do it with her. Yeah. So we haven't quite gotten to that point where I can stand back and drink my coffee alone. (laughs) Right. That makes sense. You know, I think of it kind of like working out or anything that's a, you know, good, healthy step in the right direction. It takes a while. TV, you know, you can't go from watching TV to all of a sudden cutting the cord and then being all for, you know, working by yourself. But I do notice that the more they do it, the better they get. It, It didn't take a tremendous amount of time. It probably took about a week. And um, on the weekends, we don't do them, which gives me a break. It gives them a break and they can watch a show on the weekend. Um, So they look forward to that change of routine, which really helps. And they, they look forward to it. You'll see eventually she'll say, "Uh, where can we have that sticker one? Can we have that find, find our name one? And my, my boys have probably been doing it for about three years now where Instead, they've actually memorized every single one. And if I try to pull out an old faithful, they're like, no, we already did this one. Uh, we wanted a number one. You're like, <laughs> running out of ideas, kid. I know. So they can be motivated just as much as DMs do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love that you've been sharing some recently from people using your hashtag. Like the one of, I don't know if, you, if it was yours, but the one where they were highlighting the uh, spaceship. That's right. Ship. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Would have never thought to do that with a highlighter. I love it. Yeah. That was funny because I went to Office Depot for book rings and um, they were having their back to school sale. So, of course, you just find all these things that you need, like a jumbo pack of highlighters. (laughs) And so I knew I needed to use them. And actually, the first time I used them, I was we were tracing letters and and that was, you know, I test them out on my kids before I share them with you guys. And they were a little like, eh you know, and then I set up the space picture and they were all engaged. And so I thought, you know what? It even got bumped to the Monday slot. It was going to be later in the week. And I'm like, this is so cool. I have got to share this with everyone. And um, yeah, some are hit or miss. And, and, you know, one more thing just to add is that you can have a day where they're not into it. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to be into it tomorrow. Um, kids are funny. Parents are funny. Um, yeah. So sometimes you just have to be okay if today is not a breakfast invitation day. I love that you mentioned that because a lot of times I feel like we as moms put the pressure on ourselves to make yeah. this work or to make it be perfect or make it seem like whoever on Instagram. But like, right. guys, if we're if we're doing something in the right direction for our family, like that's worthy enough of clapping for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? As adults, we're used to a start and finish. And that's not child-led learning. Child-led sure. learning is they pick it up and they come back to it. And something sparks more creativity during the day. And so um, you, you let them kind of progress at their own pace at this age. Yeah. Yeah. And even like developmental skills. What are some of those developmental skills that like, I don't know what I'm asking because I know they're different at different ages, but like what, uh, what are we really working on with breakfast invitations for the most part? Yeah, that's right. And you know what, before I answer that, I'm just going to say between the two boys, they're so different. So where one was, you know, recalling shapes very early, the other one wasn't. So the general themes are like alphabet and numbers and counting and sorting and classifying and shapes and some non-standard measurements, all things that I know as an educator and previous kindergarten teacher that they need to know and they will eventually touch upon, but then scaling it way back. So they're more, um, they're more age appropriate. 
Yeah. So for the mom who definitely turns on that TV first thing in the morning, how can she just start moving away from that slowly? Is it a, is it a cold turkey kind of thing or what, what does that look like? No, you know, I have kids that do better when they're prepared. So I definitely think, you know, as you're reading or whatever your night routine is, you're talking about, Hey, tomorrow, when you come downstairs, I have this game that I've set up for you and I'll show you about it. I can't wait to show you. And you're excited as a parent. And so you do your setup and you come on down in the morning and you just have to reinforce that. Remember, I told you we had this activity and the biggest trick is that works for me is that using the oven timer, you know how you have a digital clock on top of your oven. Yeah. So for me, whenever I change something that's not working, I correct the hour. So if, if I want to move television time to let's say three o'clock, I'm now going to write a little three on a post-it note and put it above the hour on the oven clock. So whenever they're like, but I want to watch TV, you walk over to the oven clock and you're like, look, see this three? When the oven says three, that's when we can watch TV. And then that way it's a little bit more visual for them as well. And they know it's coming. Yeah. I like that. I like that they can watch the progression too of the time. Oh gosh. (laughs) That can be very entertaining as well. Cause especially (laughs) since they don't understand minutes yet, but yeah, <laughs> it's not time yet. My favorite is it's like Monday and it's time for gym. It's four o'clock. No, that's Thursday. Right. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> right. Right. Which is so appropriate that they don't understand it, but it can also be like walking in circles. Yeah. My favorite is everything is yesterday. Remember that yeah. one time yesterday? <laughs> or next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year. They're doing a lot next year. A lot. Yeah. We haven't heard that one. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five. my daughter's almost five and it's such a hilariously annoying age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. The back they talk is strong. It know. is something. In our house as well. It, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit why this topic to you, kind of just in a nutshell, because this is, we've kind of been talking about it the whole time, but why right. is this topic so passionate to you? Why are well, you so passionate about it? Yeah. So first of all, children, I'm super passionate about about children. And I'm even more passionate about it because it works. And I find it incredibly humbling that it has transformed our life. And then I receive messages how it's been transforming others. And so I think that's why I'm super passionate about it and why my blog has kind of niched down even more with the breakfast invitations because they work and people enjoy them. And so I'm super passionate over the fact that they help other people. I'm a helper. I'm an educator. You know, we like to help. We like to do good. So yeah, kind of with it. So it's just passion. I'm passionate because it's helpful. Yeah. And what else have you done beyond the breakfast invitations? Well, we do a lot of sensory play. So in the mornings, when Will does take his morning nap, my youngest is one and he still takes two naps a day. And um, that's when we sensory play and we love water and we love ice. And I also love that time because that gives me my mom break. <laughs> There's nothing better than sensory play um, for them and for, for me. So that's that's another big, big tool that we've been using is sensory play. I like it. I like it. Yep. And I got that huge bucket you were telling me about the 41 court. And I got to the store and I was like, this is really big, but perfect. Cause they'll both, really both be able to play. And then I got home and I put the water in and I was like, Oh, this is really hard to. Oh yeah. Okay. So a trick is to fill a pitcher and walk out and dump it. That is, a, that is a trick. Yeah. <laughs> and you could change the color of the water by adding some food coloring. So there's just so many different 
and you could throw all your kitchen tools that you don't use anymore. They love it. They'll last a long time out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So tell me, as we kind of start to wind this down, tell me what you would tell your pre-mom self. Yeah. I thought about that a lot. Um, you know, I think my pre-mom self just needed to slow down a little bit and enjoy moments. You, uh, just in life, you, you experience things and to remember that each thing is a season. And instead of thinking about like how you used to do things or what you used to be able to do, just to kind of appreciate more what you are actually doing. And um, I still tell myself that today. And uh, the other just funny thing I would tell myself is to take more pictures with everything digital. It's like I have so many memories that I haven't printed yet. So mm. my pre-mom self as well. I need I need to capture all these moments. You need to digitize them. Well, I guess yeah. you have digitized them. You need to print them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, what is your biggest joy in motherhood? My biggest joy is watching them. They are hysterical. And I love... <laughs> Like showing your kids new experiences, there's nothing like that. There's there there that is something that kind of gets taken away from us. I guess it goes along with what I'm telling my pre mom self. Is like when you show children a new hike or a new bike hill or anything, they get so excited. And so it's really fun just to watch them and interact with one another. They they have this brotherly bond that they are um they are going to rescue one another when they get in trouble, when they get older. I, I need to figure that part out. Yeah. Little partners in crime. Partners in crime. <laughs> big time. I love it. Well, if you were talking to a new mom, what would be that one thing you say to her? Yeah. The new mom, it's just to trust your gut and trust yourself um, and to read one book. I have one book that I read and there are just so many theories and so many philosophies and so many suggestions that I think you need your one person and you need your one book. Um, it was fun that my sister-in-law had kids before me. And so she, I watched her actually enjoy being a mom. And so that really played a part in how I um, treat my kids and my family. So I think that one book, that one person, and trust your mom gut. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably because it's not. So you know best. That is such good advice. With the plethora of books out there, just yeah. one one book is one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. And that one person, because like one we, guru, yeah, we could get to so many have so many different voices in our head and just get kind of disconnected. I think from what our mom gut is saying. Yeah, you know? your mom gut is so powerful. I have so many examples of how my mom gut, you know, you just need to listen to what you're thinking. So you want to share one of those examples? Well, I, you know, this the simplest one is just my son at like maybe eight months was covered in hives and we took him to the doctor and the doctor was like, well, you know, you just, just keep watching it. And you know, your mom got, I was like, no, he has peanut allergy. I know for sure mm -hmm. he does. And so I immediately just signed up, um, gave him an appointment for an allergist. And that was the best thing I could have done because he's, he, since then we've been able to, uh, take it very seriously. And I think it saved some scary moments that we could have had. Um, so just, just things like that. I mean, you, you just know, you, you just have a, have an yeah. idea deep down inside. And so, yeah. And don't be afraid to push too. If their mom is listening and you know, something's wrong, like freaking push. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty pushy and I'm, I mean, we're the, we're the best advocates for our kids. So yeah, definitely that's right. That's bit. right. That's right. That's, um, well, let's chat about those last few questions that I ask every mom on the show. So what is one mom hack that you would recommend to others to manage motherhood and business well? 
Yeah. So I mentioned before the oven clock, that is probably, I think that's my favorite mom hack because it works so well. And that's my favorite one. Just put that, put that, use that oven timer, put a little sticky note, say what hour, what, and pick one thing, one problem that you have. Maybe they, they're, they're snacking too often. Here's our new snack time. Maybe there it's the TV, whatever it is. Um, I think the oven clock timer is my best mom hack because it works so well. So you're saying pick one strategy to work on, one yeah, thing to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got to go with your biggest problem always. You can't, you know, they need their confidence boosted up just as much as they're told things are changing. So I always just try to focus on what what is not working. And, yeah. you know, currently what was not working was they were asking for 800 snacks after breakfast and probably because, you know, they were playing, but they also get bored in between playing and then they think that they want a snack. And so we just recently, our clock now has a 10, so 10 o'clock morning snack. So, and that's worked. And so it's worked in the past with television and it's worked now with snack time. So, so you'll kind of accomplish that. And at what point will you switch to a new thing? Or do you just keep it like that for a while? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's on a as-needed basis. So um, we're currently using it. But when we were in between um, the TV and the snack, I don't know. I think it was up there for a while and it just kind of fizzled once they got on a better like routine. So probably the same, just yeah. just until it kind of doesn't really need to be. The 10 might be there for weeks after <laughs> until <laughs> I need to change it to a new new situation but yeah yeah what so what would you say is your like favorite app system or software that you go to all the time to kind of help you manage motherhood and business yeah I think the biggest thing that helps me manage the business is listening to podcasts podcasts like yours and um, how I built this and a couple others really help me stay motivated and on top of actionable tips that I need to uh, keep thriving in Pinterest and I'm marketing and keep letting people know that I'm out there rather than just having these ideas that kind of float into space. So I think podcasts are super valuable and I use them two times. One, when I'm driving with only the baby and two, when I'm folding laundry, I've Mm -hmm. realized. I like that. So when you have the older boys in the car, you're, you're talking with them and you're letting that kind of be a teaching time. Is that kind of your oh, process there. Yeah, you know, but we don't teach, you know, <laughs> I'm not teaching all the time. A lot of times um, we'll switch back to different Pandora stations and they're really into that song Baby Shark right now. So that's pretty <laughs> funny. And then I have um, the Polar Express. I have big Polar Express fans for like the last three years. So sometimes I get demands to play uh, the Polar Express. So it's kind of just, we just listen to anything in the car, but I do not think that they would make it through a Pinterest podcast and no, <laughs> no. And sometimes I'm listening to show podcasts and there'll be some cussing and I'm like, Ooh, glad those were in my earbuds and not in your ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. That's um, when Bluetooth headphones come in very big. Handy. Yeah. Very yeah. big candy. That's, I don't even know if that's, that's not a word. Or a that's phrase. okay. Yeah. But you know, Will, he's only about 14 months, so he doesn't really have many opinions about my podcast choices. So I get to listen to them when he's in the car. Yeah. I love it. Well, tell me about the best book you've read and then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Yeah. Um, so as an educator, I, anything Lucy Calkins, I loved everything that she had to say about education and her team. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an education by heart. This is, this is 
this is why I needed to stick with preschool activities. That's pretty much the books that are on yeah, your nightstand. There's, there's two others. There's Purposeful Play, which is a great book. And there is also um, Loose Parts, which helps with understanding just how to take everyday objects and help kids be creative with them. So those are on my nightstand right now. And I have a business book on my nightstand as well, but I haven't been able to open it and I don't remember the name. <laughs> how bad is that? That's hilarious. That's how much time I have to open it up, but it is well, it is next on the list. I love that you're, it's just so interesting because I think a lot of times we kind of hesitate in stepping into our calling or, or our expertise. Right. And I was the same way for a while. Like early on, I was, I was like, Ooh, maybe I should go do a quilting blog. Cause that's what I did right. like eight years ago before okay. I had kids. Quilting. Yeah. I mean, like who has time anymore? Right. But, and I did, you know, did that. And then I was like, Oh, but I like instant pot. And I'm like, let's do something there. Like all of this stuff. Right. right. Before I was like, no, like the books that I enjoy reading and the ones that are on my nightstand and I right. devour, it's business and marketing. Right. It's true. So. You just reminded me. I, I sold, um, I used to decorate wine glasses for, for bachelorette parties. I don't know if I told you this story. And um, it, I had one sale on Etsy and it was my mom. And that's it. I love our mom. <laughs> no one else bought my glasses. And that's exactly true. I mean, that was not my niche. I like to craft, but that was not my niche. Yeah. And um, I am going to give a shout out to Susie from Busy Toddler because she has helped me throughout this entire journey. And she has also helped me fine tune everything that I have done. So I wouldn't, Aww. I wouldn't have anything without her. So I appreciate all the help that she's had too. I love her. I love following her as well. She's mm -hmm. got so many good ideas. And I just love that y'all make them on Instagram so that they're visual. Even if yeah. I'm not like mentally engaged in coming up with some kind of an activity, it's now in my head where right. I see the counting bears on the ground and I see post-its and I'm like, surely we can think of some kind of something. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> you can just put them in a line and that'll, that'll also be beneficial and help pass some time so yeah I think our first breakfast invitations was take the bears home yeah it was that's right after we did that right. one yeah yeah they were like why the bears are home that's what my yeah. oldest said like <laughs> no to the box <laughs> well, that's the thing too you gotta let kids kind of take it in their own direction as well so don't ever be fearful of like if they're they're doing something just kind of observe and watch yeah yeah, I love it. Well, everybody, you need to go follow Beth on Instagram. Screenshot today's episode and let us know you're listening by tagging us. She's at Days with Gray. And tell everybody where we can connect with you. Kind of, I know I just kind of said it, but I'm just excited. <laughs> but let us know what's going on. Sure. I'm at um, my homepage is on www.dayswithgray.com. And that's EY, like you said. And then my handle for everything else is Days with Gray. So Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, kind of. <laughs> and my email is dayswithgray at gmail.com. Beautiful. Well, it was so great connecting with you. I hope that everybody listening is going to just take some inspiration from this to just kind of take whatever schedules in our days aren't working and, and to just adjust and make them work for our family. So do you have Thank anything else to say? No, just the fact that you just need about five, 10 minutes a day. You don't have to spend all day teaching your kids. They, they teach themselves quite a bit. Oh, love it. Well, thanks so much. Bye. Thanks so much, Katie. I hope you've been inspired to do some breakfast invitations for yourself. If you guys choose to do any, definitely tag us on Instagram and let us know what you're up to. We would love to see it. So screenshot today's episode and share it on your Instagram stories and tag Beth and myself at Days with Gray and at K.
Katie Fleming. We'll see y'all on the next episode.